Do School Better, a podcast for people who want to transform education. Join Doris Corda, Hawkins School's Associate Head and Director of Entrepreneurial Studies, as she shares her experience as an educational reformer told through conversations with Assistant Directors Tim Desmond and Allison Tanker. De-schooling. In this episode, Doris explores her core mission to do school better. She reflects on past students who did not fit school's narrow definition of academic success. She shares how an entrepreneurship class can be a model for how students learn and master skills that matter in the real world. So I was doing after-school weekend workshops, things like that, uh, focused on building an entrepreneurial mindset. And I remember in those early conversations when I was first coming on board, you kept saying how important it was to you that this was a high school course for academic credit. And I, I'm wondering if you could explain more oh, about yeah. why you know, that is so important to this. Okay, actually, that's a great question because that is really, that is, this sums up in a way what, what this is all about. So um, I uh, am really happy that, uh, that um, even in this, the last year or two, when I present or I talk to people or meet people, uh, it is pretty common knowledge now that education's broken. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, anybody you meet with when you say education's broken, they start nodding their head like you're doing right now, right? <laughs> um, and uh, my mission is to do school better, is to come up with, to the extent I can, this is my personal mission, to the extent I can develop any approaches to education that um, are worth sharing with others to do, to basically prepare our our youth for the world they're going out into, for their changed world. Um, that's what I want to work on because I think education's really not, it's really failing our students, our, our youth, and, and it's scary to me. So I, as you know, I taught for many years, uh, taught math, taught kids, but taught math in a high school and taught all kinds of students in all kinds of classes, but learned most by developing strategy after strategy after strategy for the students who don't thrive in the in traditional school, and um, and I saw the absolutely transformative power of having individual after individual student who, within the current system felt like a complete failure, felt not smart, felt not capable. You know, they're 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, trying to figure out who am I, am I successful, am I not successful? And we have this system that defines success, academic success, really narrowly. Standardized tests, how do you perform, what's your SAT score, doesn't matter what words we use, the students aren't stupid. They grow up in a world where success is measured by how, how many you can get right in a constrained period of time. Sure. 
okay? Even though in the rest of their lives, that ability, the ability to read a bunch of stuff, do a bunch of problems, spit it back exactly right a week later in only 45 minutes, bell goes, like that ability doesn't really, doesn't really do much for you, if anything, in the world they're going into now. So I, uh, I think entrepreneurship and entrepreneurship education, for all the reasons, you know, I think it's very exciting and very wonderful, but I also, more than anything else, more than anything else, what I wanted to do is create a model for how students can learn um, crazy amounts of really tough stuff and master skills, the skills that, that really are going to matter and prepare them for the world they're going into in an academic course done entirely differently. Even students who others in school have not yet seen as successful or capable. So it's one thing to do a workshop or to do an after-school program, and I'm not, and, and there's huge learning that happens there, but my purpose is very different. So um, when uh, I think the best way by far to explain uh, what I'm talking about is to give a specific example, a story. Mm -hmm. I'm going to talk about something that I've affectionately dubbed de-schooling. Okay, so um, you really see what I'm talking about that we're trying to do here in the first few weeks of the course. So this is a, Hawken is a, a really amazing school. I'm very lucky to, to be here. Um, it's a school with, um, it's a progressive school, innovative. We have uh, all kinds of cool programs and teachers doing amazing things. Um, uh, but it's a high school. It's a high school that the students go through. They need to get their math courses, their science courses, their humanities courses, their et cetera. Mm -hmm. um, there are a lot of AP classes, uh, et cetera. So when students uh, come in to this class that they consistently say is radically different from anything they've ever taken before and they consistently say is is very very hard they come in frankly passive they are waiting for me for Tim and now you to give them the syllabus mm -hmm. the recipe here's here are the things you student need to do to get your A you will have X number of this and Y number of that. And if you personally, Allison, do these things and you do them to this level, you will get your A. And that's what they're used to. They're used to, and, and if they're students who typically get, you know, the A's and the A pluses, they have that down. They know how to do that. Mm -hmm. And so they come into this class and we take the rug out from under them. Because we say, well, actually, what's going to happen is it's, you know, the first day of class, the third day of class, we're going to take you on a bus somewhere. We're not going to tell you where yet. And you're going to get your first business problem. And it's going to be a real problem. And you'll have, we'll put you on a team and you'll have three weeks to solve it. 
And by the way, you can't get an A by yourself. And um, if you, uh, and, and these are all problems that don't have answers in the back of the book. Mm -hmm. um, they don't know, why would they, the first thing about any of the elements they'll need to solve these problems. They don't, know, they, don't, they don't have anything in their toolkit, nothing. We immediately start assigning. We, during class, even the first two days, like, you know, the, we have them do, and it's kind of, you, you don't have a lot of time. So, and we, instead of trying to cram into two days lectures, mm -hmm. we have them do some things where they learn by doing, like mm -hmm. the business model canvas, some of the basic elements elementary things, mm -hmm. uh, the very beginnings of design thinking mm -hmm. kinds of things. And then day three, ready or not, and of course they're not, we throw <laughs> them in. Um, there is, in those early days, they're assigned a lot to read videos to watch at night. Um, they care to do it because they real, they're, the minute the, they go into that first business, they learn about the business and the CEO says, here's my problem and it's a real one and I'm losing sleep about it now and I actually really care. What you can come up with could really help me and it's really vital to me and I'll be back in three weeks, let me know. And they're sitting there with their eyes wide, completely convinced that they cannot in any way, shape or form do anything useful for this business. They have no clue. They don't know where to start. They don't know what the end looks like. They don't even understand the wording that was used that day. Nothing. So they're actually reading and watching the videos and whatever we're assigning at night, hoping, oh my gosh, maybe, maybe <laughs> yeah. there's something in here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. In the meantime, we're doing all kinds of things during those first few weeks because we know they don't know. So like, you know, a workshop on how to interview well, but it's a workshop where they're doing. It's not a, either, right, where uh, pushing them to do different things while at the same time teaching them fundamentals, customer development, how to interview well, et cetera. All of them, by doing something related to the problem that they've now been assigned. Mm -hmm. So it's never an abstraction. It's never theoretical. It's never, okay, now let us go over here and we'll teach you the theory behind it. Now put it into practice. We, we, they have to. They be, want to. They want to be yeah. all in to learning whatever we're showing them because they're using it to solve this problem. So anyway, in the meantime, the only way to do this with this kind of pressure uh, well is to give them lots and lots of direct feedback in the moment. The, what they do and what they come up with has to be evidence-based, has to be validated. Their inclination is to come up with opinions out of thin air. And <laughs> their 16-year-old mind. Saying, yeah. hey, uh, <laughs> Ms. Corda, is this, what do you think? I came up with this as an answer. What do you think? And, and like, you know, as you know, every, everything's answered with a question. Well, what, did, what, what is that based on? Where did you find that? Blah, blah, blah. So they're, increased, they're, they're literally not able to get their footing in those first three weeks, ever. Anything they do is unknown and uncertain going in and doesn't feel 
complete and done ever in the way that it feels when you're asked to solve a math problem in class and you come up with the answer, or you're asked to, to do an essay on this in a humanities class and then you hand it in and you get a grade. Nothing feels like that. So their entire operating frame, their entire mode of operating, everything they've done to succeed in school, to operate in school, none of it. None of it applies in this class. So they crazily, one after another after another, fall apart in some way in those early weeks. Mm -hmm. And you can almost see it and feel it when each student has, during those first three weeks, at some point, a, I get it. I, 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 and they literally shift. They're not just mindset, but their entire operating approach shifts. And they realize, oh, this is about really about what I do and how I do it and my being all in. And it is about asking the questions. And that whole shift and that whole change that happens during that first problem that they get is what sets them up starting with the beginning of the second one, to learn problem solving, to learn critical thinking, to learn amazing communications, powerful communications, to take on teaming and working on a team and how you do that and how you bring your strengths in as an academic and not personal exercise and discipline and really interesting growth not, not just, uh, it, it, you know, there, it's rich learning there, as you know. Quantitative analysis, qualitative analysis, that what they're doing matters. That they're being cognizant of what is going on in the world day to day actually is really relevant to them as 16 or 17-year-olds in the work that they're doing. That it is that you can't isolate these things. That... It is what they have and using what they have well at this moment and contributing it and learning how to contribute it and, learn, and that their ability to work in a way that also not only allows but encourages the strengths of others and the contributions of others in a really powerful way, that that is what it takes to be successful. So you don't have a lecture on why it matters to be empathetic or why it matters to be considerate of the other person or to listen to the other. They learn they, that when they go out and interview and they come back and they the first time, every time they go out to interview the first time, they come back and they have, the, they, they have gone through their questions that they've diligently come up with like they're used to in school. These are the questions I'm going to ask no matter who I talk to. <laughs> they go out. They say, I'd like to interview you. They ask the questions. They check the boxes. doesn't matter that they've gone through the workshop before, that they've watched videos before and what it means to interview well. It's complicated. It's nuanced. This is not simple once and done kind of stuff. So they have to go out do what comes naturally to them, which is the whole typical school recipe thing, come back and realize nothing they've come up with is useful, <laughs> and then panic because now they've lost an entire day. Mm 
and this was their research. They thought they were going to get live research, and they have nothing useful. And they have fewer days. The clock is ticking. The deadline is when that CEO and their team comes in, and there's no changing it. So then they're all in, and we ask questions that get them to deeply connect with what really are we trying to get out of this interview? What is useful? How do I get that? What does it mean to get that out of the, you know? So, and market research, what good market research looks like, what good data. So they shift from being passive consumers right, Mm -hmm. to being actively processing and thinking and anticipating and completely relying on more than anything else their ability to problem solve, to think, to critically, to come up with what questions matter most. Why is this so important? It's so important because it is a completely different world because of technology and we no longer need anyone to have memorized whatever it is. That's not useful. Mm -hmm. What we need human beings for is to come up with what questions matter most and think really, really creatively about how to solve these complicated problems in an ever-changing world. So this, doing this in a class where they're gonna get a grade and it's for credit in a high school makes the students coming in who are who are completely unprepared for something like this. It makes them all in because they care about their grade and they care and, and oh, it's a class. I have to pass this mm-hmm. as part of my high school experience. That's how we get them all in. And it's, I mean, it's, and to, and, the, and then the other side of it is to show that a student coming in that, that school has determined is weak, okay, mm-hmm. never gotten above a B minus or a C plus, which in these days is failing in a, you know, on a writing assignment or whatever, mm-hmm. to show the right, that, that that student can actually improve their writing to a crazy degree, can actually develop really, really good writing skills by the end of a five-month class or a four-month class Mm -hmm. in school in a class that is not explicitly an English class with five paragraph essays that is how you reform education you show they can learn statistics actually and it's not an AP statistics class they didn't sign up for it and you know this student who never got above a C on a math test is learning pretty complicated technical things because, as we know, when you care about solving something, mm-hmm. you care. Not because someone tells you you should, but you deeply want to do it. You find a way. You find a way. And that's, that's why I wanted to do this in a high school class. I wanted to show this is what a very challenging, academically rigorous um, learning can look like that... that um, that is not an add-on and a little extra, an extracurricular, but this is how learning should look. This is how, this is how learning, real learning, great learning can look. That's really why. For more information and resources, go to doschoolbetter.com. Podcasts created by Tim Desmond, Doris Corda, and Allison Tanker. 
produced by Tim Desmond.